started recording. I so start right what here. Is so it? Just yeah. saying, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> welcome back once again to the Project Gen X podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with... I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And this week we are going to be discussing the 1984 movie Red Dawn. Wolverine! That's right. This was a classic from our uh, childhoods. I was 10 when this movie came out. Um, uh, you would have been 11. You would have been 11. Yes. It is. Uh, it was a scary movie uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, before we get into all that, though, let, let, let's just go over the... Uh, I, I want to look and see. I want to look and see what IMDb has for their... Um, Oh, that, their plot because they're always terrible. It, it, it is the dawn of World War III in Midwestern America. A group of teenagers band together to defend their town and their country from invading Soviet forces. That is not technically mostly true. correct. There is some. There is some uh, because it was not Midwestern. It was the mountain region. Right. It, it was in Colorado. They were in Colorado. They claim right? to be in Colorado, right. but they name places. They could be spread out anywhere from. They what, were in the what, Rockies, is what it was. Yeah. I mean, it, it was. And, yeah. and basically, from watching the movie and kind of doing um, map searches while the movie was going on, because right. I watched it again here recently, yeah. they're west of Denver. Okay. Kind of northwest of Denver towards the. It actually talks about the Arapaho National right. Forest. Right. And. Well, they, they go there. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a scene where there's the Soviets, they're, they're there getting pictures. Well, that's taken. part of the area that right. they're hiding in. Right. Um. So now the thing is, they could have moved all up and down through there. I mean, that's, yeah. And and honestly, if you kind of watch the different places that they touched on, there's right. no town out there called Calumet. Okay. But there's uh, several other little towns that could substitute for Calumet. Fair enough. You hear them talk about Silver Lake, right? Which is actually way south, closer to the Colorado border south. Okay. To, all right. Yeah. All right. Before we get into all that, let's, uh, let, let's go over the cast here. Okay. First off, it's an all-star. It, this cast. was, this was an amazing mid eighties cast. We got yes. Patrick Swayze, C Thomas Howell, Leah Thompson, Charlie Sheen, Jennifer gray. This is pre, uh, uh dirty dancing. Jennifer yes. gray. We you had Brad Savage. Yeah. Let's see. Hold on. Let's see. Harry Dean Stanton. Um, Powers Booth. Well, you had Ben Johnson. Of course, there were. There's a whole bunch of other people. I'm just kind of going with the the big. Oh, okay. Lane Smith. Okay, is one of them. You would probably remember him from V. Which it's funny because he plays almost the exact same character of, <laughs> of a politician that sells out the the <laughs> that yeah. sells out everybody around him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, what was the guy's name? The um. Oh crap! Was it Ben Johnson that was on um, uh, Northern, uh, Northern Exposure? Exposure. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you, you look at that just that cast. Of course, there are other people as well, but yeah. that's a pretty solid cast of of, of people. Very much so. Um, one of the th- this is a very expedient movie. Yeah. I mean, it, it literally it, it opens up with some graphics, like saying you know that. There were there were like um, food riots in Russia uh, in Russia yeah. and several you know they're they're kind of setting up the laying down the the it was, what's going it was, on the the political climate of, yeah. of what's happening it's food shortages because of a drought right, in Russia right. um, was it Nicaragua and Cuba 
kind of band together. Yeah, they become like a yeah. It's and, it's and a, Mexico is Mexico has a complete revolution. Right, and turns into no man's land. Right, and the Cubans and the Nicaraguans come wa- marching. Well, we find up that out through later. Mexico. So it's one of those things that we're again we're in we're in middle America. We're not in the Midwest. We're in the Great Plains, right on the edge of the Great uh, Plains uh, into the mountains into the mountains. Okay. So it's one of those things where, you know, it shows... Uh, let me get the characters' names here. So we... Uh, is it Jed? Is that his name? Yeah, Jed, which is Patrick Swayze. Right. Uh, and um, Matt is Charlie Sheen. It's his little brother. He's taking him and um, Robert uh, C. Thomas Howell to school. Yes. They... Um, uh, and it's one of those things <clears throat> that Matt, you know... They lost the football game Saturday night or Friday night, and the, the score's still up. And, and they're talking, about, and you know, and of course Jed's like giving him crap for it, like, oh, yeah. you know, they're going to run you. He's like, oh, you lost the game before. He's like, no, I didn't. I mean, so it's it's we one ne- of the, we, never we never lost. lost. I don't know what you're talking you're crazy. about. Yeah. So it's one of those things. And then you have Daryl, uh, which was Darren Walton, that was the class president. Yes, he is the mayor's son, of son the mayor. yeah, which will come into play later. Um, and class president. Yes, exactly. You know, so, so he's, but he's a politician in training. Yeah, very much so. And he proves it a couple of times in this. More than a couple. But it's one of those things where it, it, Jed drops him off. He's going to work. Yep. They're in first, I guess, homeroom. It's a history class because yep. he's talking about Genghis Khan. Exactly. It's the whole, you know. And all of a sudden... You, you see people parachuting, parachuting out of in the sky. the sky, and the teacher sees it through the back windows, you know, and he's like, what, Hello. what is this, you know? And so it's one of those things where are like, oh, you know, they must have over, overshot somewhere, blah, blah, blah. And it's a lot, it's a lot of soldiers. It looks like a training exercise. Yeah, you know, or something. And so the teacher goes outside to find out what's going on, and... All of a sudden, you hear a whole lot of Spanish, and, and he gets fire. blown yeah. away. And then they, they open fire on the school. And, and it's one of those things that it's very graphic yes. of... You know, this was one of the first PG-13 movies. Yeah. Okay? I mean, literally, this one in Green, Dreamscape came out, like, right on top of each other. Yeah. Like, this was actually first. Dreamscape was second. Yeah. Um, and, of course, this is right after the whole Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah. You know, where people got upset about <laughs> it and stuff. And it's one of those things. I mean, because it's pretty graphic, you know, as far as the violence and stuff. Because it's one of those things. They go back and they do a panning shot of the school. And there's, like, a dead teenager in one of the windows, yeah. you know, was got a, with a head wound. You know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like they don't they don't pull any punches. There's none no, of this like oh, you know, they they made this as realistic yeah. for PG thirteen war exactly. As could so of course do. chaos ensues, and you know Matt and and you know some of the guys that are running it, and it's one of those things where Jed pulls up and he's telling them get in, get in, you know, get into the truck, you know. Yeah. So they pile as many people as they can into the truck and they take off to for that edge of town where there's a gas station and, it's and one a, of the guys. He's dads. like a hunting outfit. Yeah, but it's one yeah. of the guys' dads. I can't remember which one it was. Mason. Oh, I think. um, was it Mason? No, it wasn't Mason. No, it was uh, it's uh, C. Thomas Tow- C. Thomas Howell's dad, Robert. It was his dad. Yes. That's because that's what sent. I can't remember what his name was. Robert. Oh, you're talking about the guy that, that was that was killed? Uh, the, the dad? This, this, yeah, the dad. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, but it was one of those things where, and he told him, he's like, look, get everything that you that we, that you can. You know, and they're loading up, you know, guns. sleeping bags and guns and ammo and, Batteries, and, and everything. Bows and arrows. Yeah, I mean, everything that they can. Food. And he basically says, go to the mountains. Do not come do back Do not come here. back until I come for you. Like, do not come back, you know. Uh, and while they're there, something pretty significant happens. You see a, 
Uh, is it a, it's uh, fighter planes. Yes. Well, first off, a helicopter comes over, and they're like, is that ours or, or, or what? You know, they don't know whose it is. Then they hear fighter planes come over. Uh, oh, no, no, no. The fighter planes come over first, and they yes. drop a bombs. And they, you see it in the background, you know. And then the helicopter comes over, and come to find out it is American because it attacks. Uh, um, they get, uh, they're at a, um, they, they run into a roadblock. Yes. And the helicopter attacks the roadblock. And so, but... You know, so it's one of those things that, like, they get to the mountains, and it's kind of one of those, what are we going to do? Yeah. You know? Um, and, of course, Jed and Matt, you, we find out that, like, their dad had, like, taken them through there for since they were little kids. They know this terrain, which is one of those things that <laughs> what screwed the Russians in Afghanistan in the 80s and what kind of screwed us in Afghanistan in the early 2000s of yeah. like yeah you go into a place that's that's highly mountainous and the locals know know the terrain better than you ever will yep and there is no well <laughs> and the fact that they're fighting for what is essentially theirs and exactly you're there you are an occupying force taking, that's the whole, exactly. taking orders so it's one of those things that like they eventually um they eventually sneak back down. It, I think it's three months. It's something go by. like that, yeah. And they go to um, what's his name's place. No, that's, that's Mr. No, Mason. That's that, Mr. That's Mason. After they go into town, though. They oh, that's actually, right. That's right. They sneak back down and they they go in and they talk to somebody that they know in one of the stores. And everything is is occupied. I mean, it's like you know, there there's there's it's, barbed wire. It's there's full tanks. on Russian yeah. propaganda printed up on the walls. Right. And so they go and in. It's a mixture of Russians and Cubans. Right. And they go in, and that's the whole thing that they somebody when when they're at the uh, sporting goods store, one of the guys says, I, "I thought I heard him speaking Spanish." Yeah. You know, um, so. We don't find out, but we'll get to that in a little bit. So basically what it is, they go in, they find out from one of their friends that's working, and, you know, and she's like, oh, what are, you, what are you doing here? You know, they're looking for you. They know who you are. And she basically tells them they came in, they, they, want, they, they took away everybody that owned guns. Yep. They, you know, they, and it's, Anybody looked like they was going to cause them problems, right, put you them know, over in a exactly, re-education camp, exactly. which is actually just a detainment center. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's the drive-in that they fenced in, exactly. and, they're, and they're basically running propaganda films. Exactly. So uh, it's one of those things that, that they're asking, you know, where their dad is. Yeah. And so they go over, and uh, they, so, they, so he go, they go over to the, to the, drive-in. the, to the drive-in, and they bring him. It's Harry Dean Stanton plays their dad. Yes. Who love Harry Dean Stanton. I mean, he's like he's one of those dudes that, like, he could be in the worst film, and he comes on film. He comes on. You know, had one of the most surprising cameos ever in The Avengers. Yes. Yeah, I mean, just like, oh, dude, that's Harry Dean Stanton. You know, just like <laughs> almost stole the scene completely, you know, with, with, with Mark Ruffalo, you know. It's like, yes, absolutely. It's like, oh, wow, you know. Uh, so anyway, he uh, he's telling him, he's like, guys, he's like, look, I know. I, he's like, he's telling him, he's like, I know I was hard on you, but I was hard on you because I was afraid something like this might happen. Yeah. And you needed to be. Evidently, his dad was a bit of a prepper. Yeah, you know, type stuff. And it's one of those things where, of course, other 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 guys are asking, "What about my dad?" He's like, "I don't know. I haven't heard anything. You know, whatever." Yeah. And so, and of course, they're playing propaganda in the background. You know, on the on the drive in, that kind of stuff. And so, it's one of those things that, like, he's like, "Now you go. You don't think about me again. Just go." He's yeah. like, he's like, I'm I'm done for. This is you know, one way or another, everybody in here is going to right, die. Right, exactly. And he's like, you go and you know, you, you know, you save yourself. And so it's one of those things they leave, and as they're leaving, he's like starts yelling, "You avenge me, boys! Avenge me!" You know, it's kind yeah. of one of those like one of those moments, you know. Uh, but it's so 
then they head back out of town to Mason's ranch. That's right. And then they come in and that's when he starts they start That's asking, where they try that's where they start getting the majority of their news. Right. And, and as he and starts that. telling them like, okay, this is what happened, this is, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's when we find out that uh, Robert's dad they they found that there was a bunch of stuff missing from the store and yeah. they executed him. Well, they had pulled all the They went in they were, where, where they went in where they pulled all, they pulled all the registration papers is for what all they the for guns. all the guns. <laughs> I know. I have no comments here mm-hmm. because we promised to not Mary be Mr. political. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, they go in, they pull all the registration papers so they know what houses to go to yeah. for the people who own guns. Um, so it's one of those things that, you know, that as they're, they're about to leave, he asks them to take something. He was like, I've got a couple heirlooms here I need you to take right. with you. And he opens up a, tra- a basement trap door and it's his two granddaughters. And the, implement, the implication yeah. is is that one of them was the, the attack was raped, right? Yeah, I mean that's not didn't get both of them, but got one of them. Yeah, I think um, it was it was um, Leah Thompson's Leah character Thompson's because character. it's kind of one of those things they allude to it later. You yeah, know, something happened, you know, and um, but yeah, it's Jennifer Gray and Leah Thompson. Yes, and so it's one of those things. He gives them a couple of horses, you know, they gives them horses on top uh, of it. All. It wasn't a couple. It well, was, they gave them several horses. Yeah, it was no. three or four. Yeah, so it's one of those things. Now they're and they're, supplies yeah, and, and a radio. Right. Yeah, the radio was a because the radio got shot. Yeah. So they didn't have any. You know, gave them more ammunition. Right. And and um, so it's one of those things that. Oh, he also gave them a gun. It was his grand. No. Uh, no, that was Jeb already had that. He that, did already that, have that. That right, was the right. gun that was in the glove box. That's right. It was his grandfather's Colt right. forty five. But he knew about it. Sing, like, single hey, action I've, army. I've got some some. I've got Here's some ammo, some ammo for, your, for your grandfather's yeah, gun. So it's yeah. a, so obviously he was a family friend. Had known, Very much known so. this family for a while. Excuse me. So um, they got to head back out, you know, and it's kind of one of those things that it's kind of going through. One of them comes back in now. Robert starts kind of. After finding out about his dad, he kind of starts going off the deep end. He he get, he just gets revenge minded, like he this is they killed I'm going my to, dad. They killed my dad. I'm, I'm going to kill, kill as many my, of them as yep, I can. You know, absolutely. And um, it's one of those things that they come back and they and they they see like some uh, one of them comes into some reconnaissance and sees where they kill everybody yes that the uh, Jeb and Matt's dad and you know all that kind of stuff. There it was a on. lot. Something happened. I no, what it was is they they attacked. They had to dug their. They had to dig their own graves. No, they dug. Was that after? That was after. That was after the Arapahoe National Force attack. No, where they no, yeah, it it was. Yeah, it was. I don't. Yeah, it was because they killed those three Russians. They get upset. They have those guys dig those three guys' grave. That's right, and they shoot them right there. And, and they then, line them up, and then they line them up, and they. Because, because you killed three of ours, we're going to kill three. Yeah, yeah. And now we're going to kill nine of yours. Right. Yeah. Basically, that's right. It's something. Yeah. It's one of those things where again, and it's that, it's, and that is where they change over from we're hiding from them to we're going to out. we're going to kill as many of these people right. as possible. And that's you know, and it's one of those things. The whole thing with the Wolverines that was their high school mascot. Exactly. Yes. So you know, we get that classic. You know, with the and it's uh. It's is Robert. It, it's Robert. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Robert. It's, it's, it's standing on, on the thing, you know, yelling Wolverines with a gun a over building. his head. You know, it's yeah. on top of a mountain. It's on a hill. It's not a building. Is it a hill? Yeah, it's a hill. Yeah, you're, but okay. it's one of those things where it's one. They they be, have become a gorilla, like um, a gorilla fighting force. Yeah, pretty much. You know, and we find out as time progresses, the uh, there's a uh, Powers Booth is shot down. He's a Air Force pilot, Colonel. A uh, Colonel. He's shot down, and they they 
you know, they rescue, they, they get him, you know, and he's like, yeah, we've heard of you like you. And he's the one that does the information drop of what happens. Yeah. Basically what happened is that the West coast, the, the it's, they came up through Mexico, they came up through Mexico and took, um, from the East of the Rockies to the Mississippi. To the Mississippi, right? They, it's basically the the, the United States. There were there were tactical nuke strikes. On, we do know this. Um, Washington D.C., right. New York, Kansas City, Omaha, right. anywhere that it would have been strategic, military, right, military exactly. or missile launch. But it was one of those things. They got stopped at the Rockies and they got stopped at the um, Mississippi, Mississippi River and stopped at the Canadian border. Right. So it's one of those. Basically, they own the middle of America. Is what it comes the down bread to. The breadbasket. Yeah, the breadbasket. Um. And, you know, they started asking, do we have any allies? And like, well, most of Europe is sitting this one out because they figured twice in one century was enough, you know, whatever. England isn't going to last England's long. England's not going to last long. And, they're, and, uh, and he's like, and he says, and we've got a million. No, he says we've got 500 million um, Chinamen. Chinamen. His word. Screaming it's, it's Chinamen. Strong, strong, and because one of them says, I thought there was a billion. He's like, there were. Yeah, and it's because it was one of those things that in this scenario China was on our side. Yes, which even in 1984 was a little bit of a stretch, but yeah. very much of a stretch. <laughs> but yeah. that's the whole thing is that we find out that it wasn't Russians who rolled in. Yeah, it was Cubans. It was Cubans and, and Nicaraguans that and, you know, and they rolled right through Mexico, right straight up. Although and they. The Russians were the ones who did the missile attack, right? And they were the ones now, doing involved. support military, right. and they're for and them. they're there, like yeah. you know, it's because it's one of those things that the the commander, uh, the Bella, the Bella is Russian. No, and he's he's Cuban. Is he Cuban? He's Cuban. It's uh, Krishnikov. How can he? Okay, here's the here's the thing that bothers me about that is because later when he's talking about I've seen this before in Afghanistan and different places like that, he's like, but this these are my men, you know, as opposed to like. The fact that they were the ones that had done all this stuff, you know, he he was Cuban. So, he, he, was, okay. he was Cuban. He he's of, I mean, it's Ron O'Neill. No, yeah, it's Ron O'Neill. Yeah, okay. he was, he was speaking. He was speaking. Uh, it was, okay, I know that the, there is the Russian was the Russian guy Brat, comes in later. Yeah, Bratchenko, right? Because he was supposed to be the guerrilla. Right, he was supposed specialist. to come in and find them. And, right, and it didn't go doesn't go well for him. Uh, it right. does a little bit because it's one of those things that come to find out. Um, what's his name? Um, the, the the mayor's son went back to uh, talk to his dad, right? And his dad, Daryl, and his dad made him swallow a GPS tracker. Tracker, basically. So it's one of those things that the Russians show up and like and find you know, yeah, and kill a bunch of them. Uh, no, they kill a bunch of Russians. They do. And then it's one of those things where they get the uh, they get the tracker and they're like, why is this? Yeah. And it's going. And he's like, I didn't mean to. And then um what's his name killed robert kills him yeah and it's one of those things that you see him just become stone cold over like his what like when power booths uh what's his name um powers booths character i should know this i think it's mason isn't it andy oh yeah you're right Andy, andy andy when he is uh when he is talking to no mason is the dude from um yeah you're right you're right but andy when he's when he sees him and like you know, um, Robert is, is like carving kills into the yeah. barrel of his, so or into all the, that the hate's going to burn you up. So yeah, he's like, that just keeps me warm at night, you know, warm at night, but yeah. it's one of those things where you're seeing that more and more and more, you know, of like, he's just, he's just becoming a killing machine now that that's yeah. all it is, you know, uh, you know, and everybody else is still kind of in the, we're doing this 
we're not doing this for the others didn't lose their humanity right, so right. much. Robert basically loses his right. humanity. And so it's one of those things that there is a a little bit past us because we're in the wintertime now. Right. There is a tank battle going on, and they get caught in the middle of it. Well, because they're trying to get the colonel across. They're trying to, they're trying to get across. To, basically, he's, he's trying to convince He's like, look, you don't have to fight this. Come to California. Yeah. Like cross, we'll cross come the Rockies. Come over to Free America. We'll come to Free America. You know, it's one of those things that we can, you know, you can have a life. We can, you can join the military if you want to. Whatever it is, you know, come yeah. back and fight this, you know, whatever. And so they're, they're trying to cross and they get caught in the middle of a tank battle. And Andy and one of the other guys ends up getting killed in the middle of it because of it. Well, the the colonel does. Well, that's what I'm saying. Andy yeah. and then I, one of the kids gets killed as well. Uh, he gets shot it first. Robert. It wasn't Robert. Robert the helicopter later yeah you're right oh uh, and so it's one of those things this is the first time they've lost someone in their ranks you yeah know? and so it, it kind of that's kind of that's really the beginning of the end for them yeah it really is you know, they don't they don't make it across and then you know the russians pull a dirty trick which it was a v- obvious setup you know with like they're watching a convoy and the convoy just, just happens to drop the back of the truck. Just happens to drop some food. And just happens to be a crate of food. Right. And so it's one of those and things. It happens to be in a rocky area where there's not a whole lot of cover. Right. And so, it, and they fall for it. And, you know, they're not paying attention. And all of a sudden, a couple of uh, three helicopters. Well, they're not just helicopters. Oh, yeah. They're, they're Russian um, air. Right. They're, they're, air they're heavy duty. Yeah. And they come in. And, of course, um, um, Jennifer Gray's character gets yeah. killed. Um, and then it's one of those things where as they're fleeing, Robert takes down one of them with a, an RPG, but then um, he gets kind of cornered, and so he goes out the only way he could, which is basically... Standing on a rock, shooting an AK-47. Yelling Wolverines. Yelling Wolverines and, and, and a get, helicopter. Yeah. Now, I kind of had a problem with this because I think he could have gotten away. He just kind of chose that to be... No, no pun intended. The hill that he was going to die on. Well, it was, you know, his, I mean, it was it his was, final blaze. Yeah, of it glory. was the. I may be going down, but I'm going out, guns blazing. You yeah. know. So we're down to we basically we've got the two brothers. Yes. We've got uh, Leah Thompson. Yes. Um, her character of Erica, and there was one more left. Was it Ardvark? Yes. Okay, so Ardvark's left. So basically, what it comes down to. Jeb and Matt basically tell Ardvark and and um, what I say her name was Erica. Erica, you guys need to go to Freedom. We're gonna go into town and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna create a diversion for you guys can get across, and and we're gonna but we're gonna we're gonna screw things up. Yeah, you know? and so they do, and they know they're gonna die. Doing they this. they and the thing is is when they're when they're prepping to go in, they never say it. But it's they know this yeah. is this is our last stand, you know, yes. type thing, and they do. They go in. Uh, Matt gets hit first, and then um, 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 Jeb winds up taking out the Russian dude, um, Barchenko. Yeah, I mean, gets him. You know, it's it's kind of one of they you know they they blow up some aircraft and different stuff. You know, do a bunch of stuff. But the last thing we see of them, or one of the last things we see, is it because Matt's been hit, gut shot. Yeah, and so Jeb's carrying him. 
Well, Jeb has been shot at this point. Yeah, too. he's been, yeah because him and Pachinko they they got into it. He gets shot also, but he's carrying him across this thing. And then what's the what was the the Nicaraguan guy? Bella. Bella comes up on them, and he just turns around and looks at him. And it's one of those things where it's like he, he, Bella, he knows. Bella, Bella knows had, he has a he has him. AK forty seven on him. He could have killed him right there. But he knows that but they're it, they're done. In the scene just before everything attacks, he's actually it appears to be writing to his wife. Yeah, saying and, I don't like this. And this is not, lamenting yeah. being there and being so far from home right. and stuck in a you know occupation and you know he's just and he, tired. And it's one of those things you also kind of get from that that he knows. Yeah, this is not a winnable war. Like yeah. this is this is again it's another one of those we're getting stuck in something here you and know? he finally just looks at the brothers and, and just waves them off yeah just to go just go on and so it's one of those things the last thing you see of them they go and they sit in a park which I, well it's the park where their father used to take them to go swing right, right and they're sitting there and jeb told matt and he's saying don't worry dad's gonna be here soon dad's gonna yeah. be here soon and that's the last we see of them yeah and then we see erica and aardvark crossing over into free territory and there's a voiceover from erica saying you know showing this monic this uh uh, monument that was put up. Well, no, it wasn't a monument that was put up. It was a rock. It was where a rock. They would That's right. Carve their names. They would put their names of the people who died. Yeah. You know, on that. And it said, and then somebody had put up a monument right. for the rock. Right. And it said, you know, in, in the early days of World War Three, this is where children. This is where fighters, mostly children, put their yeah. names or whatever. And then that's the end of the movie. You know. Yes. So it's one of those things that it suggests that eventually the, the war ends. It suggests with that. It, well, it but suggests the war ends, but it doesn't tell you the outcome. No, nothing For whatsoever. For all we know, it's a it's a Cold War, and they still own the breadbasket of America, exactly, and you know. they own the two coasts. Yeah. Or it could be they finally went in and defeated them. You don't know. You don't know. They you leave just, that open right. And it's and it's one of those things. That, like again, this came out in 1984. In the it, for those of us who were alive of, of, in, in 1984, in the midst of the Cold War. Arguably the worst part of the Cold War. Okay, this was pre-Gorbachev. This was when, um, oh, what was a hardliner that was in there before him? Look it up. I quick. should know this. Uh, it wasn't Khrushchev. It was after him. There was someone before Gorbachev because when Gorbachev came in, he was considered a revolutionary because he was he wasn't as hardline. No, um, he was. Um, they couldn't even believe that he was talking to the Americans. I know. I know. Let alone sitting up there and joking on stage with Ronnie Reagan. Let's see. Oh, come on. But yeah, but but it was one of those things. I mean, literally, it was in 1984. I mean, we'd had what the what was it? The morning after, or the day after, yeah, or whatever. It was the day after. Is that the name I of think it? It was, it was the a TV day movie after. It was that had come out like the year prior, I think. Um, Where it was basically the U.S. got nuked. Yeah, it was like what happens after the you know. Um, Cherninko. That's who it was. He yeah. was the, uh, yeah. The, the last real big KGB guy. And, I mean, and he was hard line. And, I mean, it, it was one of those, like, you know, we're not going to talk to the Americans. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. In fact, we may nuke you just for the yeah, fun of it. Yeah, I know. And so it was, it was one of those things that, you know, People look, and I say this so many times, people look at the 80s, they're like, oh, it was such a fun time, and blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. Don't let the movies and music that, that you've glommed onto tell you a story that, that wasn't happening, okay? A lot of that, the reason that the, the, the music was the way that it was is because we were trying not to think about being 
wiped out by nukes. Okay, I mean it was or any of the other yeah or any, or any things whatever that it was or terrible or, or whatever that was yeah. going you know that, that it was coming around. It was just one of those things where it was like okay, w- this was the response rather than you know everything's terrible. It was like no, we're just going to pretend like everything's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We don't have to talk about it. You know, it just. I mean, <laughs> even even some of the more shoegaze um, depressing music was even upbeat and poppy. Yeah. I, I mean, the Smiths. The Cure. Were, a lot of the Cure stuff. I mean, yeah, I know. It just. Um, Depeche Mode. Yeah, I, I mean, know. But the Smiths. Oh, I know. If, if you go and actually listen to the music and don't well, pay attention to the lyrics, it's all this you know? yeah, happy, poppy, fun, you know. <laughs> Half danceable music, right. and then you listen to the lyrics, and you're like, "Ooh, right." Well, what I, well, what I, mean, I was getting at, though, is the fact yeah. that this movie came out in basically the, the beginning of the last five years of the Cold War. Exactly. I mean, really and truly, and it was one of those things where we were at that point of something's got to give. Yep. This could be a reality. We we could wake up tomorrow in this. Yeah. You know, we we really thought that. You know. And so it's one of those things that I've often said that this movie could only exist in the time period that it actually was released. Exactly. Now, they did a remake 10 years ago or so. Now, Alan hates this version. I have, I, and I'll be honest, I have not seen the movie. Oh, you I, have I will not watch. Okay. It. I mean, it's because, it, again, it's one of those things for a couple of reasons. One because I just don't see how this movie translates to especially 10 years ago or whatever. But the other thing is is that it sat on a shelf for about 3 or 4 years before it was finally released. Well, there's a reason for that. And the reason why it sat on a shelf for 3 or 4 years is because of China had, giving money in because originally well, the Chinese were the invading force. Well, and then China gave a bunch of money to Hollywood and in exchange well, like you have to get rid of anything that's negative about the Chinese. Well, here's the thing. And so they made it North China, Korean. China started um, investing heavily in Hollywood, yeah. Hollywood and the production companies and all this, and this movie had a Chinese investor in it. And Eventually, no, I mean from pretty much from the but beginning, they shot it completely as Chinese. The Chinese were going to do right. were, were the bad guys in this, and the Chinese and then, invested in it for the purpose of killing it. Well, but then they changed it all to Korean, North Korean, North Korean, yeah. And it's like, okay, first off, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch anything that is basically Chinese propaganda because that's what it is. Well, and uh, technically, it's not Chinese propaganda because there's nothing positive. There's not even really a mention of China. Exactly. In this. But that's not what the movie was supposed to be. But it was so. Anyway, with the rising tensions with China, the movie was supposed to be China was the bad guy, right? Because that's who we currently have tensions with: yep. China and North Korea, right? It's more likely that China would actually be an invading no. force. They would actually have the army to be able to do it. Right. That's the thing. Um, but for, yes, it's a, it, it's kind of a remake. It's kind of not a remake. Okay. If you take the two movies separate and apart, the, the second one is not that bad of a movie. They do, instead of the bleak ending mm-hmm. that the first one had, this one has more of an upbeat ending. Of course it does. Because it actually has the youngest members of that crew that weren't killed actually recruiting more kids okay. and building the army for you know the next attacks and all that. Again, something that bugs me about I, a lot of modern Hollywood It has to movies. have an upbeat. Yeah. No. That's, you know. Yeah. It, it's, not, it's not a great movie. Right. It's not a bad movie. 
I mean, if again, you, it if goes you find back it at the, Redbox for a buck, no. yeah, go ahead. Uh, again, it goes back to the whole, this movie exists in the time and place that it was released because it made perfect sense. Yeah, I agree with that. I can't see taking this movie and putting it into a modern setting and it working the same. It didn't work the same. And they right. didn't try to shoot it the same. So It has some so similarities. If they, if they had called but, it something other than Red Dawn. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's... There there have been I multiple... Think th- I think, quote, though, if they had called it something other than Red Dawn, it because, never, it, yeah. because it had enough similarities, um, it would have been some kind of a copyright. Right, well, um, there would have been you know, all kinds of This was in the middle of when they were remaking everything. Well, you mean in the middle of. They're well, still know, doing it. I, Hollywood, you know give up. You've run out of ideas. Find some new writers, would I, you? I, well, it's we, we won't get into all that. So, but this movie just is ju, it, it's such a. I had, of course, I watched it multiple times when I was a kid. Oh, we all you know, did. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit because I remember watching this as a kid and being a little bit scared because of being even being at ten years old. I was fairly aware of what was going on in the world a lot of that had to do with my fact with my dad you know we would watch the evening news you yeah. know and not just the local news we'd watch the see you know like the nbc you know evening news with tom brokaw you know and that kind of stuff and so you're seeing all this stuff yeah. from around the world that's happening um and that was back when the news wasn't trying to make the news they were just reporting it uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of a lot more than now yeah. let's put it that way well it i mean a, they it, still had a slant to it but it was it was you know they were at least trying to be coy about it right uh but it was one of those things where you would watch and you know, you would see all this stuff that was happening in afghanistan you know yeah. iran and iraq was were in war uh, you know they were in a major war with each other for almost a decade yeah that just kind of ended one day um with nobody really being a, a victor, you know, it was just it just kind of like, all right, we're we're done, we're going, ho- I'm going home now. Yeah, pretty I'm much. I'm kind of tired. Yeah. And then you know, you you had a bunch of stuff going on around the world. You know, I mean, yeah. just all kinds of stuff. And so for this movie to come out, and it's like, oh, this could happen here, which is something we never really thought much about. Because the thing is, is that America has been invaded a few times, and it's. 250 or almost 250 yeah. year okay no it has we were invaded by the um we were invaded by the, the british in 1812 i mean that's the whole 1812 yeah the war of 1812 is because the british came back and said oh yeah you remember that independence thing that you guys wanted to do well we decided we don't want to let you do it and there was a two-year war fault yeah that uh Okay, so when they burned the White House, they burned exactly. They burned the White House. They burned all of Washington to the ground. I mean, that was uh, a. You'd think building it on a swamp, it wouldn't be as flammable as what it is. But but what's funny, you know, one of the things because, um, you know, a president from Tennessee, one of our worst presidents, talking about Johnson, no, Andrew Jackson, fought in this war. Okay. Are I'm you, sorry, Andrew Jackson was one of the worst presidents we've ever had, okay? <laughs> Just ask anybody that had to go on the, on the Trail of Tears, okay? Uh, but here's the thing. He was a general in the Army at the time. <laughs> he fought the Battle of New Orleans, okay? What are you doing? Nothing. I'm stating facts here, okay? Even John, even Andrew Jackson himself, after he was out of office, said that he was a terrible president. <laughs> he did some extremely ugly, yes. heinous things. Yes, he did. 
he also but he was did, also one of the few presidents I would be like, no, I'm not messing with that dude. Yeah, because you know there were multiple attack uh, attempts on his life. One of which a guy came up and his gun misfired, and Jackson picked just grabbed his cane and beat the crap out of the guy until the Secret Service got there. <laughs> and and honestly, anybody. One of his favorite favorite quotes is that anybody anybody that can't find more than one way to spell a word isn't very smart of a guy. Well, there he goes. <laughs> I can totally relate to that. But it was what I was getting to is that the fact that the Battle of New Orleans, which is like the big famous battle, you know, from, yeah, happened in eighteen fourteen. Okay. Well, that's where uh, Tennessee Volunteers got their reputation. Part of it, yeah, because with brought, the Kentucky Rifles, right? Exactly. Yeah. Now. Here's the thing. There's been some controversy. We're going to get into some history here. There's been some controversy over the years about this battle. Okay. Because some people, because the, the, the ceasefire, you know, had been signed prior to this, this battle actually happening uh, with the British. So basically. Yeah, but, you know, news had to be carried by horse back then. Yeah, and there's some, there is some controversy over whether or not Jackson actually got the 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 memo before the battle or after. There there are some people who who say that he got it before and he was like, "Now nah, we're just going to kick the crap out of the British one more time before." <laughs> and they did. That that if you go back and look at the battle in New Orleans, yeah. We absolutely kicked the crap out of their army in that battle. I mean, it wasn't even for, a fair fight by any stretch of the imagination. For our, for our li- <laughs> listeners, actually, over in in Great Britain, uh, sorry. Hey, look, it, that was two hundred. That was hey, a long time ago. Brothers okay? fight exactly. You know, but 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 there there has been that there has been that controversy over the years. Yeah, of whether or not he knew beforehand or not. Just from what I've read about Andrew Jackson, it would not surprise me in the slightest <laughs> no. if he said, I never saw this and handed it off to somebody else and just went on with it anyway, because that's just, that's who he was, you know, and good, bad, or ugly, you know, it, that's, that's what it a, is. He was now, a fighter. He was a fighter. He, he was a, I mean, yeah, that's exactly it. He was a fighter. That that was, he was a military man. And what an inauguration party. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> they almost burned <laughs> the White House to the ground. <laughs> He could um, probably rabble you on some oh, of your oh, old no parties. Joke. Yeah, uh, but it was one of those things where um, you know that happened. There was also an invasion during the uh, after Texas was a member of the United States. Yes, we're talking about after you know Santa Ana and all that stuff. The Alamo. There and all actually that. was in the early 1900s uh, an invasion that happened in Texas from Mexico. It was it was a very small. I mean, it, it it happened over the course of several days, a couple of weeks or something like that. Skirmish. It was bad enough. I mean, it was. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it was. And then there was also um, was it during World War Two that the Russians was in Alaska. Did we own Alaska at that? Yes, point? we did. It would have had to have been after World War Two because Alaska wasn't a, wasn't a. Uh, it, wasn't a state yet. Territory. Uh, it was. A, it might have been. A, it was a territory. This is after World War II that Alaska and Hawaii both became states. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those things where there was a an invasion by Russians uh, by the Russian army in Alaska. Those jokers are still doing flyovers well, in Alaska. You know, but it was one of those. It was again. It was a very like they put boots on the ground yeah. on U.S. soil. 
not for very long. You know, it was kind of one of those like, uh, yeah, you get your army off of our soil or else there's going to be big problems. And they were smart enough. Besides to, that, you don't want to mess with the Alaskans. Yeah, yeah no joke. They're just northern you know, so Texans. There have, there have been, you know, instances of that kind of thing. Of course, obviously, 1812 being the biggest, yeah. the biggest of them. Um, so, yeah, so it's one of those things that... You know, it's funny. You talk about the movie kind of scaring you a little bit. Mm-hmm. I looked at the movie. I was like, "Oh, oh, we we already have the bows and arrows. Oh, we already well, have." Well, yeah, but yeah, what I was going to say though, oh, we have kind of scared. Car- it yeah. kind of scared. It was kind of scary, but it was one of those things. After I watched it a couple of times, you know, me and my friends who were all around the same age, we talked about like, "Oh, that would be so cool." Blah, blah, blah. Of course, you know, when you're a kid, you don't think about the actual consequences of war. No, and that you're kind thinking. Of stuff. You're thinking, oh, you know. Well, you're thinking about when you were a kid and you were playing cowboys and Indians exactly, or cops you know, and robbers. Exactly, or, and it's like, no, that's, you know. So it, it's always kind of been one of those, you know. Is it bad thing, that I usually wanted to play an Indian? <laughs> hey, whatever. It's a, Cause, uh, cause I had bows and arrows and I went Oh, well, there them. you go. That's yeah. um, you know, it was um, in World War, <laughs> at the beginning of World War II, whenever the, the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. Yeah. You know, there was... That basically took all defense of the West Coast out when 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 that happened, and the Japanese didn't come onto the West Coast. They could have easily taken the, the entire West Coast. Yeah. When asked later about it, one of the generals said, "Because we would have had to have fought door to door." Well, they knew that because Americans own guns. I mean, it was they. They yeah. said they would. They knew they would have to deal with an American behind every blade of blade of grass. A gun behind every blade of grass. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, type stuff. And Which, this is back when we still taught gun safety and exactly, marksmanship exactly, in, in schools. schools. I know. And also the fact this was also at a time whenever your dad or your uncle or your grandfather or something like that would take you out hunting. And teach yes. you, okay, this. Oh, there's another. There's another scene in this movie we didn't talk about. Was when um, Jed and Matt talked. Um, um, was it Ardvark? No, it wasn't Ardvark. It was uh, C. Thomas Howell. It was uh, Robert. Yes, taught yeah. him about what deer, they had been taught. Deer hunting about deer. Yeah, they took him out. It was one of those things that, like, he shot the deer, but it wasn't dead. He went to go shoot it again. They're like, no, 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 don't do that. And he's like, why not? And he's like, because if you if you shoot a second time, they'll know where you are. It's like you never shoot twice. Yeah, you know, it, it's kind of. And of course, you know, Jed's like basically doing a field dress. You know, he starts to he 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 kills the deer with a knife. You know, he he's, yeah. he slices the juggler, but then he like gets a cup and he gets he drains he puts some puts some okay, blood in this, there. This is now this is something completely. You can this take is, this wherever this it is. This is nothing but movie bull absolutely, crap. absolutely. If, if somebody takes you out deer hunting for the first time mm-hmm. and tells and you to drink its blood, do not, not do, do that. It. Do not. You will end up sick as a dog. Mm-hmm. You may end up with bloodborne diseases. Yep. Yep. Uh, you may end up I know. with parasites. I know that was the whole thing. I was like sort of watching that, going, "Man, that's uh, yeah." Because I, I remembered it as a kid being like, "That's gross," but then as an adult being like. I know way more about this situation now. Yeah. No, you absolutely do not do that. And the well, other, the what other, what was so funny was watching his response. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that wasn't so bad. No, it, it, yeah, it's okay. He, it's he was, like he was like you're getting rid of vomit. Yeah. You're ready to do. <laughs> and honestly, once he cut that juggler, right. he needed to hang that deer up by its hind and legs let it all drain. to let I it know, drain. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, you're going to end up running the meat. Exactly. Um, this is again. It's, this a, is, it's a couple ways to run the meat, and that's one of them. Right. And then, that, of course, this all goes back to you know basic hunter safety right. stuff. You know, it's a uh, which 
Dave and I have opinions that are similar and also very dissimilar about guns and, you know, the Second Amendment and stuff like that. But I truly believe that everyone who wants to purchase a gun should have to take the hunter safety, hunter safety course and be trained. Uh, because the thing is, and, and I know that that comes down again to, well, you should be... It's called personal responsibility. You should be personal, and I'm all about personal responsibility. But dealing with guns, it's kind of the same thing with cars. You know, it's like you get a driver's license. You don't just walk in and fill out some paperwork and get a driver's license. You have to pass tests. You have to, you know, you have to, in theory, you have to go and, like, take a, an actual driving test, which I remember mine was, you know. They're, they're a joke. It, they were a complete joke. I'm you sorry. Know? I, yes, you should have to learn to drive a car. But people used to learn how to drive cars without all the government interference I in it. Know. All that is is the government going pay me oh i agree it's the same way that i feel about about marriage the government needs to keep them keep their mitts out of marriage you know that should be one of those things hey yeah if the government wants to do um um civil unions if you want to go you know for legal reasons to do that kind of stuff that's fine as far as marriage goes no government should stay out of that completely pay me but that's what it comes Pay down me. to. Yeah. Exactly. It's a, oh, you're married. Okay. Well, now you, you know, it's one, well, yeah. Okay. Well, now there's going to be a tax on this. Okay. Now there's going to be a tax yeah. on this. Now there's going to be a tax on this. And it's like, yeah. So, <laughs> but we're, we're, we're getting about as political without getting political as we can here. <laughs> but in, in both training to drive a car or training to use a firearm, there it both comes down to personal responsibility I agree with that. and making sure that you know how to properly use the items that you I are trying to use. It whether it's a hammer or a pair of scissors or a gun. I agree with that. However, I also think that adding one other little layer of security onto that is not such a bad thing. Shall not be infringed. Yeah, and that's yeah, all. We'll, know, well, that's all I'm, we're going to go into. Anyway, right. so, <laughs> you know those things aren't absolutes. <laughs> if that's the case, I'm no longer paying my federal taxes. Anyway, we're not going to get into it. We're not going to get into it. So, uh, <laughs> but but yeah. yeah, this is a great this is a great movie. I suggest it holds up. I was surprised. Like I, I it was a yeah. I know you just watched it like a couple nights ago or so, or maybe mm, last night or whatever. Wednesday night. Yeah. So I. Did, I watched. I didn't watch rewatch it before this, but I had I had a Seen few it months, about, yeah, a month ago, a or couple something. months ago. Yeah, you know, I was like, because I had I had picked up a, a, a Blu-ray copy of it, and like, oh, this is. And I remember watching it that night, man. Man, this movie really like a lot of movies from that era don't hold up very well. That one does. This one holds up really well. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, I uh, I highly recommend watching Red Dawn. Um, it's it's something that I usually break out about twice a year. Yeah, and sit down I'm, and watch for the fun that, of it. Um, it it's know. it's one of my, I, I've got to see it at least a couple times a okay, year. Okay, that's fine. Uh, we got a little bit of time here before we go. I want to talk about something that happened today that's uh, um, very significant. Um, yeah, this one just hurts. As as we're recording this today, um, uh, Earl Simmons, uh, better known as DMX, passed away at the age of fifty. Yeah, and um, DMX. DMX is one of those one of those artists that sometimes you look at a body of work that someone does and it's like they'll have like one really outstanding album, album and then they'll have a couple of mediocre ones and then it just kind of falls off of that. It no, seemed like everything if DMX you go back, touched. If you go back and look, gold. there is a 
when he released It's Dark and Hell is Hot and then Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. Yeah. And then and then there was X. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. And it was like three phenomenal albums just right there together. Yeah. Beginning to end. Um, he also, you know, it was one of those things he got into movies. Yep. He, you know, he did a bunch of movies. And Actually, kind of he like, was in the process of looking at another movie. He was getting ready to do another movie when all this uh, happened. When, yep. I think it was a heart attack. Well, it was it was a drug induced. Or it was he over he OD'd and had a heart attack yeah. because of it. So it was drug related. I, I mean, he had his personal demons. This and and that, going way back, and that's what I was going to get to. He had there at the end of the at the end of the nineties and into the early two thousands. DMX yeah. was everywhere. And then he was just gone one day, and it it comes down to the drugs, the drugs, it's, it's, and the jail time, yeah, and just and the rehabs, yeah, and and it just it's one of those things that it's a shame. And, and I one hate thing, I hate adding more people to our lost generation. Uh, yeah, I do. But too. this is this is, this one, is of one of them. I mean, it, it, this is DMX is a very significant Gen Xer. Yeah, that made a huge impact, you know, in music and movies and, and culture in general. Yeah, and now he's gone. And again, just, it's you put him in that same, you know, with Lane Staley and Kurt Cobain and you know, all these people are yeah. like drugs, 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 you know. And uh, I I just wanted to say something because it's one of those that, you know, I know a lot of what we cover is, for lack of a better word, it appeals to middle-aged white people a lot more than because that's who we are, you know. Yeah. But it's one of those things that there are, there are you know, Dave and I both grew up listening to hip-hop, early hip-hop, and, and on into the, the gangster rap in the early 90s and yeah. on in, you know, even into the early 2000s, a lot of that stuff. Um, but and so it's one of those things that this was a this was a big a big for both of us yeah. you know um, I would encourage you and I'll put a link to it in the in the um, I know this will go up a few days you know this will probably go up three about three days after this happened yeah I will put a link in our note show notes to DMX performing at Woodstock '99 it's about forty five minutes long Just, the whole set. It was just him and his it's just DJ. him and his DJ. That's it. And it is one of the best things you will... I mean, one of the best things you'll ever see. And you will see just how talented this guy was. Well, of where he could command 200,000 people with just a microphone well, and I a saw DJ. Him. So it was a... He was actually on, I think it was the Dr. Phil show at one point. Yes. Talking about his troubles yep. with the drug addiction. He's been on several and, things. Yeah. And, and, and they were basically just... It was a clip of them just basically running through his lyrics. Yeah. And Dr. Phil wasn't doing them right. And so DMX would just freestyle the lyrics oh, on rhythm right there. I know. I know. Um, and he talked about how every record... Or Dr. Phil brought up that on every record he had a song where he was talking to God. Yeah. Oh, and, he used to he, he used to do prayers at the end of his concerts. Yeah. You know, I mean that was. And then Dr. Phil brought up he's like you've got one song where you're talking to the devil. Mm-hmm. He goes well yeah if you talk to one you're going to have to deal with the other because right. the other's trying to get your attention just as bad as the other. And you notice I talked to God uh, in song I think it was seven times mm-hmm. or, or I forget what the number is. He goes I only talked to the devil once. Yeah. Unfortunately, it looks like the, it was the, yeah. de- the devil got him with the drugs. Yeah, there's also there's a great of him doing Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. That's my favorite. <laughs> I, I posted that. You posted on my because I had put yeah. up like a, I I 
thoroughly believe <clears throat> X Gonna Give It To You is one of the best songs ever written. I love that song. You know, it's it's one of those things that you know, I've mentioned many times. You know, my, my son is named Xander yeah. you know, with its X-A-N-D-E-R, you know. And I've always, it's one of them, we call him X a lot of times, you know. So yeah. it's one of those things that, you know, I make that joke every once in a while about, you know, X going to give it to you or, you know, or then there was X or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just kind of one of those things because, again, that's something that made such an impression on me that it's carrying on to my kid now. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, it's, um, and there's also, he was on Reading Rainbow. I forget what it was. There was another one. There yeah. are multiple things that he has done that was just amazing to watch. Well, and uh, it was the Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer thing. I think it was a radio it was a radio yeah. personality just caught yeah. him out in the hallway it was like you know could, could you do you know do you know rudolph the raid goes yeah i know that yeah, song and all he's just i know I, yeah i know well you know along that i think it was the same the same dj that had ludicrous doing uh, Lam, uh llama llama mad at mama oh yeah <laughs> and it's awesome it is awesome he's he's doing it is, is he's just and he's just he's just going you know it, yeah. it's such it's so good but yeah dmx man He's going to be missed, you know. I I, I kept hoping, you know. I, I remember hearing, I was hoping he'd pull through. I, you know that he had that he had gone back to rehab. I and, wanted to see the new movie. Yeah, and I was just man again. Like I said, he is he was such a talent, and you know a lot of times talented people have demons, and yeah. it's it's unfortunate. It's not an excuse, but it is one of those that it, that is an unfortunate side effect sometimes of creativity. Yeah, and. uh yeah, he's going to be missed a lot. I mean, that's from two middle-aged white guys in the middle of Tennessee. <laughs> we're going to we're going to miss we're going to miss DMX a lot. So, yeah, uh, matter of fact, we're going to go out here in some DMX here. So, <laughs> well, if that's the case, let's get out of here. I am Big Day, and I am Alan Smith, and we will see you next time. See you. X gon' give it to you. He gon' give it to you. X gon' give it to you. He gon' give it to you. First we gonna fuck, then we gonna fall, then we let it pop. Turn around, cats got their hands out, wasn't something from it. I ain't got it, so you can't get it.